4: Be
3: sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: You heard it. I'm RJ live coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. We've got an action-packed hour on Tuesday for you. College football playoff committee releasing their numbers. We're going to tell you what the Vegas odds are telling us about who's going to ultimately be in the Final Four. Yeah, Monday Night Football recap. Also, pros versus the world. The AP, Colin Cowherd, ESPN, wrong, wrong, wrong. The pros will tell you which teams they're wrong about. Those pros, by the way, Brad Powers, all the college knowledge, Steve Fezzik, NFL expert. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. You can't have pros without Joes. Here he is, Jonas Knox. Thanks, RJ. Always good to be
0: here as we come to you live on Straight Out of Vegas from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we start with Monday Night Football, where the Houston Texans won their eighth straight game, a 34-17 win over the division rival Tennessee Titans. R.J., what is the Vegas perspective on the now 8-3 and three and in contention for home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the AFC Houston Texans?
5: I'm going to give the R.J. perspective, and it's this. Oh. <laughs> because... Fez, I, I actually felt bad. So we're in the Super Contest gold, right? We do it on our podcast. We make the picks. We show you how the sausage is made in front of the world. And we've had an amazing year. I mean, just nothing short of amazing. We were 3-1 entering the Monday night game. If we had won that game, we would have been tied for first. Winner take all, 700000 Smacks, as I like to call them. And we were plus six and a half, Tennessee plus six and a half, because the lines come out Wednesday. You've got to submit your picks by Saturday morning. And we were ahead of the curve. Our number, the guy that was ahead of us, he was laying six and a half with Houston. Now, the market, which is the collective wisdom of the world. Said, oh, the line should be three and a half. It was bet all the way down. And that to me, you would think all three points of value were so solid. No. I just knew that like fate wouldn't let us get the best of that number and it mean anything. So just on a personal level, a little disenchanted. I had the opposite.
2: Um, emotional impact. I did a Helmuth moment when Phil Helmuth loses a poker hand and he yells, This is donkey stuff, and like throws his headphones. That's how I felt after we lost against someone who laid minus six and a half on that game. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. But who knows? They're sitting there thinking they played the meta game, no one else is going to take it and all that. Who knows? But I tell you this it goes to show you the following. When we were sitting there all smug, and here's the lesson all smug, we were getting six-and-a-half instead of three-and-a-half. When did it matter? When would it have mattered? Well, if Houston had won by four, five, or six. Otherwise, Houston wins by 17, line didn't matter. If Tennessee would have won the game outright or lost by three or less, wouldn't have mattered. It mattered at four, five, and six. And, that, and a three-point move is gigantic. The key here is, If you have a drunk baby flipping coins on one side, and you have Steve Fezzik on the other, Fezzik being as well-known and as highly regarded a better as there is in sports. In all the five boroughs, I'm known. I'm known all over the world. The difference between Fezzik and that drunk baby is you've got maybe typically two points that you are doing better than that drunk baby. I mean, the drunk baby is laying, let's use yesterday as an example, he's taking or laying six and a half, and he should only be laying three and a half. Okay, fine, congratulations. It's only going to matter on those handful of numbers. Otherwise, drunk baby is the same thing. He's going to have his bad beats. He's going to have his easy wins, and that's the key. A drunk baby flipping coins is going to make... 50% winners, he's going to achieve 50% winners. Fezzik, you're going to achieve 55%. That's what a pro better hits. The difference is those couple of numbers. And it only needs to be one out of 20 games. One out of 20 that it falls on that number that's Fezzik's advantage that takes you from 50 to 55. So in any small sample, you can have more than the best of it, and you're still going to win at best about 55%. And to me, Fez, that's why it's so important people realize there are no locks. If anyone tells you, and this is my Saturday morning tout voice, sell your house, sell your car, sell your kids, don't do it. Don't sell your kids might be the main takeaway on for any one game.
2: And getting that great number, like you said, it's only going to make a difference about one out of 20 times. Let's think about this like a great MLB baseball player, once a week he gets one more hit, and that's the difference between an all-star and a replacement-level player.
5: That's a good example. And people think, oh, Vegas knows. Yes, we know just like a roulette wheel knows. A roulette wheel, if you're the house or you're the drunk player, not a drunk baby at the roulette wheel, but you're a buzzed-up college kid. Brad, you probably had a moment or two on the roulette wheel, right? A few. (laughs) (laughs) Is... You're thinking, oh, look, he just put 10 bucks on the number 20. That's a horrible bet. Yeah, it's horrible by a couple percentage points. And he could easily win that role. He could easily win that night. But in the long run, so that's that's the paradox, Jonas. You, as Jonas, you're going to be right. A de- you know, if you disagree with me, I hate to say it, there's going to be a decent percentage of the time that you're right. But the difference between the Vegas perspective, the pros, and the Joe's is going to be that one out of twenty extra times Vegas is right. Let's Fez has a man. It lets him live in a mansion and sail on a yacht, and <laughs> the other guys got a straight job like yeah, Jonas.
0: Yeah, I announcing mean, for this show, of course. Like that's I can't I can't pay my bills with my gambling. fezic revealed before the show that he actually did uh, partake in a live bet on whether a call was going to be overturned. Not only did I not know that that existed, but I would have gotten it wrong even if I did bet on it. So that's just another example. And you're good buddy. Example.
5: I mean, you're good friends with Live Bet Jesus, Yeah, right? I,
0: I happen to have a pipeline to Live Bet Jesus. I've never met and him, but he does he appear from time He never even told to you that. No,
5: I maybe, had no maybe idea. Maybe you guys aren't as close as you think. <laughs> He's sandbagging. Uh, I'm RJ Bow straight <laughs> out of Vegas. So, Fez, real quick, I think the lesson's been learned. Let's look at the game. We've been preaching Houston overrated We have said, oh, five coin flips. They've all five gone their way the last five. They had the nice win against the Jags. They had the nice win on Thursday at home, short rest for Miami traveling in. Otherwise, coin flips, and they won them all. Have you reevaluated our general pessimism about Houston? I did do
2: a slight upgrade to Houston, RJ, and the reason— So so they
5: won by seven. The average listener is saying, wait a minute. They won by 17, and this guy is saying— they did a slight upgrade. Explain.
2: <laughs> well, they were
5: fortunate to win by seventeen because two
2: key plays went their way. But what I liked about you, so none, no key plays went against them. The two pivotal plays both went their. And way.
5: what were the two pivotal plays? Quickly
2: at the end of the first half, the Titans were driving. They're down ten to fourteen, and they got stuffed on the goal line, fourth and one. And the very next play. Houston ran a 97-yard rush touchdown. So the theory
5: is you're about 50-50 on, the, on that fourth down play, right? 60%, actually. All right. You score. It's a 14-point swing. All right. I get it. So, but, again, it's a coin flip that went Houston's way. Okay. What was the other big play? At the end of the
2: second half, Houston was nursing a 10-point lead, and their quarterback, Watson, looked like he probably fumbled right as before he hit the ground, and they ruled it no fumble, and they did not overturn it.
5: And though I think it's most people, and even in live odds, as Jonas was saying, you could bet the odds were about, what, 70% or so that he did fumble, right? So the overturn was about 30%. Yes. All right. So that was uh, the market thought, oh, it's not going to get overturned. And then at that point, obviously, Houston wouldn't have lost the game. But, hey, we could have easily have won our bet.
2: Especially plus six and a half. Yes. <laughs> now, <yeah. laughs>
5: Now. That's the key, though, guys. And let's look at the other side of this. One of our winners, we were three and one coming in Monday, was the New England Patriots. Now, we were feeling all smug about that because we were laying nine and a half in the contest, and the line went to what, 13? Yes. Come game day. Oh, we're laying nine and a half. It's only it's 13. Good luck. Aren't we smart, right? But at the end of the game, the Jets, and I was watching the play by play of this on my computer. The Jets had third and two, third and goal from the two, so two cracks to get it in. So that's what eighty percent. Yes, and there was what three and a half minutes left in the game. So we have about a twenty percent chance. Yeah, because because the Patriots aren't getting the touchdown, aren't going to score probably after that. Need I An mean,
2: onside kick, and then maybe a personal foul. Yeah, you
5: know, and but they're still not going to kick a field goal. So we were about twenty percent to win. Well, we won. So we're you know we we didn't do a ten minute segment on how unlucky we were or how lucky we were with the bats, It was like, yeah, we had the right side. We won. That's the key. Occasionally, yeah, 30% of the time, you're going to blow. Let's say you're a good batter. 30% of the time, you're going to uh, blow out. It's going to be one of those. It's over at halftime, right? 20% of the time, because we're assuming you're a good batter, you're going to get crushed. It's over at halftime to your disadvantage. The other 50%, is going to be a bunch of coin flips. And the trick is if you can win half of those coin flips in the long run because you're going to have the easy winners 30% of the time and the easy losers only 20, that's your difference on how you make a living.
2: Hey, that adds up to 55% winners, 45% losers.
5: You know, I just did that randomly. It's amazing it did that, huh? (laughs) So, Jonah, do you you understand now? You just got to win half your coin flips – and then just be really wrong less than you're really right. Yeah, uh, there's. It also
0: helps to bet when you're sober. Uh, and I've, I, so a lot of us, a lot of us, Joe, struggle with that. We just go firing away because we think it's fun, and then we end up walking out with. Well, an that's L one
5: of the reasons Fez has a mansion and a yacht. <laughs> when we come back, it is pros versus the world. We will tell you how ESPN is wrong, how Colin Cowherd's wrong, how the Associated Press is wrong.
0: That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted, and it's right here on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today.
0: I'm
5: R.J. Bell. We are straight out of
0: Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will have pros versus the world here on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Each day we bring Vegas, the fun of Vegas, straight to you right now on the Strip. 62 degrees, and the neon is pumping. Fez, real quick, we were breaking down Monday Night Football, lamenting our loss. We had the best number and still lost. You actually saw – we talked about only a slight upgrade for Houston, but you saw something with our quarterback that you think is worthy of an upgrade.
2: Yeah, Watson is finally, I believe, fully healthy. Remember, he was coming back from that leg injury to start the year, ran a little bit, was starting to really pick it up with his rushing about week five, and then he got that bruised chest, bruised lung, had five straight games. He was only averaging 18 yards game. He got nine carries, 70 yards. He was very mobile. That's going to make a difference.
5: And when a quarterback's mobile and they're banged up, it's oftentimes not just they can't effectively run. It's they're unwilling to run. And once you're healthy, you can run effectively and you're willing to run. I think we saw that yesterday. I still think the Texans are a little overrated. Got to give them credit, though, for that win.
0: Guys, every week here on Straight Out of Vegas, we take on the powerhouses in sports media. It's time.
3: It's the pros versus the world.
0: And we start with ESPN, where the Buccaneers are currently 26th in ESPN's latest power rankings. Steve Fezzik, NFL expert, what say you?
2: Tampa Bay is underrated. I have them as my number 18 team versus ESPN. At 26, and it's all... So you're
5: saying 18, ESPN saying 26. Yes,
2: yeah, so it, I have Tampa Bay, almost an average team. It is all about turnovers, RJ. This team is minus 21 in turnovers, and it's easy to say, hey, they just turn the ball over a lot, but turnovers are largely random. And the bottom line is Tampa Bay is 1-4 and four in close games this year, largely because of massive turnovers. In fact, they had two games this year where they had a minus 4 in turnovers, and they lost both those games by three points only. If the turnovers had come out close to even, they would have won both those games, and they'd be 6-5. and five. Hold
5: on a second. Where'd you get that minus 4 stat from, Fest? And you think I don't <laughs> listen to you, RJ. I, but this is interesting <laughs> because that was me preaching, 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 that Tampa had some value this week. Where were you at on that game?
2: What, well, three and a half? I was not willing. Well, he, to, it doesn't
5: seem like he's even talked
4: I was on the 49ers at three and a half.
5: Okay. And where'd that game close? One and a half. It didn't get to, it looked like he even got to pick in some spots. Did it really? So what you're saying, but let's just say it was, so what you're saying is Tampa was three and a half. It was saying Tampa is slightly better than the 49ers. At that line, home field's three. Line 49er money pouring in, pouring in. They were three, you know, let's be straight. 49ers, three wins, 30 losses, last 33 without Jimmy Jeep. But they said on the road, we want to bet the heck out of this team. Got down to almost pick them. Now you have your finger feds on the pulse of line moves as, as well as anyone. I've been in Vegas 20 plus years. What was driving that money? Nick Mullins
2: love. I don't know, RJ. Crazy stuff.
5: Yeah, I mean, but it was not guys like you betting ten thousand a game. This was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I hate to step in front of that freight train, but I should have here. Yeah, and that's the thing. You feel there was two. Let's be candid, though. The Browns got had hundreds and hundreds of thousands, and it didn't make sense, right? The Browns became a favorite. They had lost, I think, twenty five straight road games, and were a favorite on the road. You bet! You ended up stepping in front of that train. I stepped in front of the wrong train. I went zero one on those. there it, I tell you, it's one thing if the public is betting a line up or down. I'm, I'll fade the public till I'm blue, but I hate fading the biggest betters because I always and, and I'll even fade you. I don't want to, but I know I know the same as you. The, the info you do now, it's how do we interpret it. But those half-million-dollar betting syndicates, they often have info we don't even have. Someone's injured. Now, We, don't, hey, the NFL doesn't want to hear this, but they know about it, especially in college. They know about injuries well before, sometimes, not always. The public does. And, boy, if, if, if there's a move that doesn't make sense the syndicate's making, I think usually stay away because they're going to know stuff enough for the time that we don't that makes it tough to fade them. Agree.
0: Guys, nobody is safe here on Pros versus the World. Not even Colin Cowherd, who has the Dallas Cowboys 10th in his latest herd hierarchy. Steve Fezic, where do you have, Dallas?
5: Well, let me say this first, Fez. I grew up with a guy. His name was Rob. Robbie. They called him Hacksaw. He was a tough kid. Hacksaw. He wasn't a smart kid. Uh, he didn't really enunciate his words too well. You know, he was one of those tight, ty- even at 10 years old, still struggling. And when he would get, you know, and he was a tough kid, but everyone, you know, it was a tough area. Everyone would get picked on and stuff. And if they say, hey, you haven't washed your hair for a week or something, you know, like he was a little bit, you know, let's say he didn't love the bathtub. He would say the following. He'd say, I don't give a care. That was his, his comeback. I don't give a care. <laughs> so in a way, Jonas is saying Colin Cowherd says this. And Faz, you're pretty much saying I don't give a care. Yeah, I don't give a care.
2: I have the Dallas Cowboys. Colin has them overrated. He's got them in his top ten. At number ten, I have them number fifteen. RJ, it's all about strength of schedule. The last six weeks, incredibly, Dallas has not played one team that currently is in my top fifteen.
5: And all year long, Dallas has not played one team in they my have, top eight. They haven't eight. played one team. Above average. So really, the way your power ratings are, the average teams have a zero. The above average teams have a plus number, and that's supposed to be the number of points they're better than an average team. And then the bad teams have a negative number. You're saying Dallas hasn't played a single above-average team. The only team that they
2: played that was average was the Tennessee Titans, and they played five below-average teams as well the last six weeks.
5: Oh, so we're just talking the last six weeks.
2: Yes, but all year long, they have not played one team
5: in my top eight, so they've not played one
2: close
3: to elite team. Yeah, one
5: elite team. team. Okay, not even one. And the theory is, if we were to look five weeks ago, the assumption was Dallas was in big trouble. They were trending down, down, down. Now this winning streak is happening Everyone seems to be reevaluating, upgrading the Cowboys. But you're saying, look at the strength of schedule during this winning streak.
2: Yeah, they're playing Jacksonville. They're playing Atlanta. They're playing the Redskins twice. It's a cupcake schedule.
5: And again, Hughes, or the Redskins have a, a nice record still, a decent record. But it's been, what, three or four games? Their O-line's just been devastated. Absolutely. And uh, they're not near. Right now, just out of curiosity, where do you have, Now, your power ratings account for today, meaning... If Tom Brady got hurt, you would account for that and downgrade Patriots a touchdown or whatever. So considering the current injury situation with the Skins, where do you have the Skins ranked? The
2: Washington Redskins, 27th in my power ratings.
5: And what's their record? Six and five. They're six and five, and they're 27. Fez does not give a care
0: guys, uh, but he does bathe, which is always good. Uh, guys, yeah, uh, yeah.
5: I mean, you can't have that mane of hair <laughs> right? and not bathe.
0: Right. Uh, guys, uh, we, we do have a disagreement coming up in college football, but first, everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance, and the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It may just be the most rewarding to do you do today the Associated Press is next up on our hit list they have Northwestern ranked 21st Brad Powers college football expert do you agree
4: I, I obviously do not I have the Northwestern Wildcats number 40 making Northwestern really really overrated in this case so what am I seeing from Northwestern first off good record Northwestern's eight and four they should be a top 25 team Wrong. In this instance, you got to look at Northwestern's stats for the season. Here's a team that's eight and four and actually getting out game by 25 yards per game on the season. So how's Northwestern doing it? We've mentioned it many times, close wins and losses in games decided by a touchdown or less. Northwestern in those coin flip games, five and two. Here's a team that has the stats of a 500 team, but praying around is eight and four Northwestern overrated.
5: And if you think about it, there's maybe seven or so commandments of straight-out-of-vegas of pregame.com. One of them is turnovers have a huge element of randomness. Another one, and, and the one exception being thrown interceptions. That's about half skill, half luck. The rest of the turnovers, fumbling, recovering fumbles, or intercepting passes is almost all luck. And the, You can debate it, but you're wrong. The numbers back this up. We can debate is 88% skill or luck, I'm sorry, and 12% skill or 92, but it's a vast majority's luck. But we know turnovers make a huge difference to your record. If you win the turnover margin, you cover the spread 77% of the time in the NFL. Another commandment of straight out of Vegas is close wins are mostly luck. Now, I know we grew up with the old, um, he's clutch. Hey, yeah, maybe, maybe a smidge. But for the most part, year after year, if a quarterback was clutch, you would think they would have over seven years, let's say, a disproportionately good record in one-score games. It's just not the case. I've done the studies. The Patriots are the one team that disproportionately have done well in one-score games. Balachek's a genius. Otherwise, in the Raiders a couple years ago, it was a perfect storm. They had a great turnover margin. They had a ton of close wins. They had 12 wins in total. In fact, we thought they were maybe a slightly below average team. Even enter And forget that, obviously, their quarterback got hurt that year going into the playoffs. We thought even with Carr, they were not much above average at best. Yeah, we thought they should have been a
2: 9-7 and team at 12-4. and The next year, their season win number opened up at 10. Opportunity for the pros to come in and bet under last year.
5: So when Brad says... Northwestern's winning a lot of close games, and if you're thinking, oh, they're clutch, just know you're running in the face of a lot of of Vegas, of analytics, and, you know, again, if you disagree with Vegas, we will bet you that we're right. So something that we can all work through together as uh, the months and the years go by because that's what we're into. I've been doing this for 30-plus years, and I'm still learning each and every day in just one minute we're going to explain what the vegas betting markets are telling us about who's going to make it between ohio state and oklahoma if they both win
0: that's coming up next year on straight out of vegas but for all the latest from around the world of sports is it's isaac lonecron
5: good
1: afternoon jonas washington has claimed former san francisco 49ers linebacker Ruben foster off waivers just days after he was arrested on domestic violence charges, leading to his release by the 49ers. Washington's senior VP of player personnel, Doug Williams, said in a statement, quote, we fully understand the severity of the recent allegations. If true, you can be sure these allegations are nothing we would ever condone. Let me be clear, Ruben will have to go through numerous steps, including the full legal process and potential discipline from the NFL before he will ever have the opportunity to wear the burgundy and gold. Unquote. Multiple outlets report Washington was the only team to put a claim in on Foster. The Tampa Bay Times reports that Buccaneers quarterback Jameis Winston reached a settlement to end the sexual battery lawsuit filed against him by an Uber driver who accused him of groping her in 2015. The NFL suspended Winston for the first three games of this season for violating the league's personal conduct policy. In college football, USC today fired multiple assistant coaches, including offensive coordinator T. Martin. And finally, Central Florida quarterback Mackenzie Milton will have reconstructive surgery to repair his right knee. Blood flow has been restored to his right leg and his nerve is injured but intact. Milton suffered the injury in Friday night's victory over South Florida. Jonas, back to you.
0: Thanks, Isaac. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have best bets here on Straight of Vegas. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan, and he is the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
5: Yeah, as one another early Tuesday best bet. Let's keep it going. <laughs> You know, one thing I love about Vegas, you don't, you know, my dad used to say it's all over but the shouting. That's an interesting saying. What it means is the actual event, this team won or this team lost, or this person's dead, or they lost, you know, whatever. They got the job, they didn't get the job, whatever has a tangible result. I mean you can scream about it, you can shout about it, you can tell stories in a bar, but it's all over but the shouting. And most places, people talk and talk. Mr. T would call it jibber and jabber. and But in Vegas, I always just say, those are batting words. When someone disagrees with me, those are batting words. Either bat or shut up. We're going to give Brad Powers that opportunity because he and I have a fundamental disagreement about Oklahoma, Ohio State, and if they both win... What's going to happen? Now, we probably are going to get a little bit of a clue tonight with the committee because, in theory, if Oklahoma is ahead of Ohio State and then they both win, Oklahoma, in theory, is going to have the better win because Texas is clearly better than Northwestern. So wouldn't that be telling us for sure if Oklahoma's ahead that they're going to get it if they both win, Ohio State and Oklahoma, the theory being Alabama wins – Clemson wins. Notre Dame's already in. There's one spot left. And with Bama favored by almost two touchdowns, Mm -hmm. Clemson favored by what? 26 and a half. Very likely they win. Notre Dame's in for sure. Yep. So, Brad, Ohio State wins. Oklahoma wins. Who gets in? Oklahoma easily gets in. (laughs) Easily? Yeah. All right. So, I don't think so. So, let me ask you... What kind of odds – because you're saying easy. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm probably taking the underdog side here, but I'm not afraid to take the underdog side. What kind of odds are you going to give me? I'll give you five to one. Ohio State doesn't make it. Fast <laughs> juicy. All right, that's the green button. What's that? It's green, has a big dollar sign on it, and makes a sign or the sound of cash. Any time a pro says something like, hey, I'll give you five to one – Any other pro can press the button. It's an automatic $100 bet. Now, listen, Brad tips hundreds. That said, well, 500, you don't tip, though. That said, we hate, I can tell you myself, I mean, this might be demented. I'd rather lose 200 to a faceless, like the MGM or something, than give Fez a hundred. I know that's not right, but it's just the way I think. Oh, I hate giving money to the (laughs) casinos. I'd rather give you extra. No, because it's like every loss I have, I feel like you got one over on me. And to me, I, you know, to remain the alpha, I gotta win and win and win. So Brad, I mean, make your case here because I'm gonna trump it in a way that you're gonna wanna you're gonna feel really bad about that bet we just made. But mate, like why? Why? Well,
4: for starters, Oklahoma, in my opinion, has the better resume. Now, if we're talking bet, you know better season, I think it's Oklahoma. If we're talking better team, I'm with you. No, take- but,
5: but we all admit, even though it's not clear what the committee's really trying to do, we all admit it's about the most accomplished season. Because yeah. um, you could have a team with three losses that was the second best team. No question. And they're never getting in. So we know it's not just about the best team. Yep. So let's say the most uh, accomplished season. Most accomplished season. So what's Oklahoma's program?
4: best win? Probably the last week against West Virginia on the road.
5: Wow. That's sad, isn't it? West, how many points did they give up?
4: 56.
5: <laughs> so that was their best win when yes. they gave up 56. Now, I got a question. Where does Oklahoma or, I'm sorry, West Virginia rank compared to, let's say, Penn State?
4: Pretty similar, West Virginia maybe a point better than Penn State.
5: So let's call me even. Yeah. All right. So Ohio State's beat Penn State oh, barely on the road. I well, won. Well, ba- and and versus three against Oklahoma versus West Virginia. That's yeah. a distinction. Come on. No, I'm just saying it's, about, it's similar. It's <laughs> right, similar, but that's Oklahoma's best win. Yeah. Mm. And Ohio State. Now listen, any listener here knows that you've been on Michigan. On, on Harbaugh's jock like we've never seen. I mean, <laughs> I've been a little embarrassed, and every time I would say this about Harbaugh. He smells. It, like, upset you. I don't care. But now when Ohio State dominates, it was like this. It was like their ego. you got to wonder if some of those kids are going to quit football <laughs> for Michigan. Like, saying, I don't what This is, like, PTSD kind of stuff. Now, where was Michigan in your power rankings entering that game? Four. Four. Behind whom? Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. I don't even—I remember they were third. But all right, let's say four. So, hmm, that's interesting. So Oklahoma's next best win is— So mm. we just agreed Penn State's best win is Or Penn the, State is about the same as West yeah. Virginia. So Oklahoma's next best win, and let's compare it to Michigan. Uh Of reaching. Wow. Well I gotta go through it here. Yeah, it's this listen, this whole conversation has been you reaching, right? No one's debating about that. They really don't have one. (laughs) No one in my top twenty five. Like you don't even want to mention a name. No. So then I'm confused how they have a better resume.
4: They have a better, much
5: better loss. Oh, so here we are. So, Jonas, that's a fascinating (laughs) question. This idea that it would have been – let me ask you this question, Jonas. If Ohio State had had beat Purdue, right, they lost to Purdue, and lost to Michigan, so we flip it. They still have one loss right now. Would you think more or less of Ohio State if if, if the losses were flipped? More, because Michigan's a better team. Okay, so that means that Ohio State would have taken care of business against Purdue, but then got beat against a really good team. You would actually think that's better for Ohio State than the fact of, we know that Buffalo Bills beating Minnesota was an aberration. It was just fluky. No one thinks Buffalo's better than Minnesota. It just happened, right? Things happened. Turnovers. Who knows what? Someone had a death in the family. Who knows, Right. Do you, right now, if Ohio State played Purdue and someone offered you pick them on the game, would you bet all you could on Ohio State? Oh, yeah. Okay. So no one's doubting Purdue somehow thinking Purdue's better than Ohio State. The only point is Ohio State had an aberration. They had a bad game, but then they played their best and dominated the fourth best team in the country. How flipping that could in any way make Ohio State better? I'm confused by. It. A loss by definition is bad. What matters is who do you beat, and right now we have that that there won't be a team even if they beat Texas, that Oklahoma will even be in the universe of beating Michigan. I agree, and we know the Big Ten's better than the than the Big Twelve.
4: It is no question.
5: Conference champ, one loss, you had one aberration, if one bad game. No, you know it's funny when Alabama in years past had one bad game, everyone would say, "Oh, well, you know." <laughs> go ahead. They haven't had a bad game. What do you mean? They'd they haven't like,
4: lost my more than 14 in no, 10 years. But
5: I, oh, we're talking about the margin. So now the margin matters. They haven't so, if lost a team, the Purdue. so if a team blows them out, if a team blows a team out, the margin doesn't matter. But if you lose by 30, it's so much worse. If anything, lose by 30 shows you there's something wacky was going on. Mm. Well, listen, let's pick this back up. I'm gonna I'm actually going to trump all of this <laughs> and just let everyone know what kind of great bet RJ has at five to one. When we come back, he's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and
0: this is the pregame show you always wanted fireworks next here on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
0: I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Guys, we were talking about the college football playoff rankings, which are set to come out in about 15 minutes from now, and the debate was Ohio State and Oklahoma, who's more likely to get in? Let me throw this at you because I do think this is going to factor in, and people have thought that I'm crazy when I pointed this out, but I do think this plays into it. If it's close – And you're deciding between Oklahoma and Ohio State for that final spot. Do you think the committee will look back at what happened before the season, the scandal with Urban Meyer, and in some way they're going to punish Ohio State because they don't want that black eye on their biggest stage of the season?
5: You know, we've had this theory on Michigan State last year in the NCAA tournament. The theory being if Michigan State advanced multiple rounds – that story stays in the headlines with the gymnasts and all the allegations there and all the problems. I feel like this, like, if anything, in a weird way, Urban Meyer with his health issue, I think it's taken that off the front page. I mean, I think most people now kind of feel like that Urban Meyer is going to, I mean, Brad, if I asked you, what I want to bet Urban Meyer is not going to coach the Buckeyes next year. Would you give me even money? No, I would not. So, you think Urban Meyer is favored not to coach the Buckeyes?
4: Oh, no, I think he's favored to coach. The
5: All right. Buckeyes. So, but much more than even money? Not much more. All right. So, it's 50 yeah. 50 in your mind. I think others, Colin Cowherd's been saying he thinks he's gone regardless. So, in a weird way, the story's changed from this guy that can't get fired no matter what he does, right? Which was kind of the story early, to. Here's a guy that has, what was it, a cyst on his brain mm-hmm. and is probably going to retire from coaching. Let's give him one last hurrah. So it feels like that story is trump things now, Jonas. Yeah. I the just, health issue.
0: Yeah. I just, I wonder if there's somebody there. I, I do think when the human element is involved, somebody's always got an agenda, whether it's Hall of Fame voting or. Well,
5: yeah, uh, the agenda is moolah. Yes. So that's the agenda. <laughs> Follow the money. Right, And Ohio State makes more money for this. And I'll be honest with you. Who was the aggrieved party last year in the playoffs? The Buckeyes. So the idea that you're going to make a controversial decision against Ohio State two years in a row? Mm. No thank you. But here's the tr- – go ahead, Brent.
4: Now, the money's in Saban versus Meyer in a playoff game. For
5: sure. Are you kidding me? Here's the trump card. Right now, you can bet who's going to win the title. Now, I don't want to sound too smart here. You can't win the title if you don't make the playoffs. And you are in no position to challenge my expertise. <laughs> That's just a fact, okay? And right now, Oklahoma is 27 to 1 to win the title. The Ohio State University is 20 to 1. Now, even if you adjust for the fact, Ohio State has the easier game, they're favored by 14 over Northwestern. Oklahoma. Favored by less against taxes. What's the current number? Seven and a half. That would account for some of that. Hey, Oklahoma is going to have more. Because remember, our bat, Brad and I, is if Oklahoma and Ohio State wins, who gets in? Now I'm getting five to one. 100 wins me 500. Yum, yum. But if somehow Oklahoma loses, and they've got about a 30% chance to lose, this bat's off, and if Ohio State wins, they're in. But even if you account for that, at best, they're saying these are even teams to get in. Because once they're in, if Ohio State got in, Brad, or Oklahoma got in, you would think they both have about the same chance, right? Exactly, yep. So it's not like one or the other has a greater chance. Sh- so really, the market right now, the, billion, the millions of dollars that v- the Vegas market represents is saying, at best, Oklahoma is 50-50 mm. to get in if they both went out. And you gave me 5-1. to one. Mm. Made any a bad clo- any closing thought? I made a bad bet, but it'll. RJ, hey, you know,
0: we trust. <laughs> baby. What's We're up, Throwing them, baby? Here we go. Tuition
5: paid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tuition
0: paid, Brad. <laughs> 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 Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by Geico, where fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Every week, this is a Tuesday tradition here on Straight Out of Vegas. We get a, an early look ahead best bet from NFL expert
5: Steve Fezik. And by the way, this is a double whammy for Faz. One, he'll give you the pick. And this year, if you had it blind on Tuesday, six winners, two losers, one push. But also, he's predicting a line move. And that line move, six times he's been right, one time wrong, two times no line move. So, Fez, you get the game right and the line move right, 40 seconds. Let's go Thursday.
2: Dallas Cowboys, plus seven and a half, hosting the New Orleans Saints. RJ, this is all about the point spread tax on the Saints. 9-0 straight up, 9-0 against the spread run. Whenever an odds maker see that sort of run, they go ahead and start jacking up the spreads higher and higher. And remember, on Thanksgiving night, they just got crushed by the Saints team. They're putting a number so up So the here. bookies
5: got crushed. The
2: bookies got crushed. They're putting up a number here where they're like, if you want to take the Saints, you are going to pay the premium. And the Saints have struggled on the road against any sort of decent teams this year.
5: That Baltimore win doesn't look as impressive either. And I I would say, so you're saying take the Cowboys, but you're saying bet them now. You don't think the seven and a half stays around.
0: Lock in that plus seven and a half.
5: All right, that's Fez's early best bet. As we said, it's done exceptionally well.
0: If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast on FoxSportsRadio.com. The Odd Couple is coming up next. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.